Hey everybody, welcome back to the AJC. We got a little live set up here. I told everybody on the daily updates we were going to be live this Monday, but I didn't necessarily set it up too early because I had that tournament, Anth, and Anth, we were just talking about it and whatnot, but how are you doing, man? There is no, so the green room never, ever fails to impress. There is, what you described, what you had to play in this weekend, my knees were getting sore just by you explaining what how many games you had to play in the last six days there is no chance i could do that now good for you oh, happy man. for you no idea how you did it great to be here we both got the tans going it's summer it's the off season but hey man the season starts in like a week and a half less than it's two getting weeks close it's Wild. getting close we're gonna tackle obviously mm-hmm. uh all the latest news the weekend news it's kind of kicking off a bit here this week now with some changes in use so we're gonna have some fun and tackle that yeah the tournament the results did not go my team's way but we split up all of our tournament team players into three teams so the other two are in the finals congratulations to those boys for us didn't work out so well just missing out on uh, knockouts first time i think yeah so we've been playing in this tournament 20 years I've been playing in this tournament. That's the first time I've been bounced in the round robins. So, uh, yeah. But uh, I had two league games before this tournament. So that ended up being like five games in six days for me. And I can assure everybody here, I'm not built for it anymore. So uh, Sounds like excuses, but hey, all the best. It's a lot of games. A lot of games. We're going to say what's up to everybody. (laughs) Apex coming in here. First here, we got Gacho with Reno in here. Ryan S, hey guys, and uh, Alex P in here, Annie Mesh, ciao, my dad, James in here, good to see everybody, all right, we're going to tackle uh, the latest round in news, so a couple of, uh, well, one done deal, one close to being finalized, mm-hmm. uh, should be finalized uh, very, very shortly, and that's a Zacharia deal. Okay, as mm-hmm. he has found agreements apparently with uh, a Monaco, and Monaco is willing to pay outright 20 million euros. We'll wait for final details, of course, but that's what's being rumored for uh, a few days leading up to this one. So that'll be a good piece of business for Juve, getting the Zakaria deal uh, over the line. That's one that has felt like forever. Um, mm-hmm. But that'll be a good piece of business for them. Um, we're definitely going to get into uh, the Vlaovic uh, rumors for sure. Let's uh, mm-hmm. hang tighter. We've got Ake going to Udinese, and that's uh, a done deal, official. Loan, it's going to have an uh, option to purchase for Udinese, and Juve's also inserted a buyback clause in there too. Is which that is- confirmed? So that's the last one I saw. I think they're, I, okay. they haven't all confirmed, right. but this was uh, all from, I believe, Romeo Gresti, and I think that's Spira right. put out uh, the same. Okay. Um, I'm kind of surprised. I was surprised by the buyback clause in there on Ake because just how long he's been around and not getting a lot of opportunities, first team and whatnot. So I thought it, they would be fine with it just being outright and is what it is. Nonetheless, They've inserted. The I'll put this out there. I'll put this out there on Ake. The limited time that he played, I saw more out of him than I saw out of Sule. Saw more out of him than Sule. Well, yeah, at that yes. position, sure. Because mm-hmm. Sule at 
at wing back is just not something I need to see. But I just I I was always a big fan of the kid. He had that unfortunate injury. I believe it was in the preseason in the US last year. It was that ankle injury that basically set his whole season back. I think it was a broken ankle, something like that. So or a broken tibia. So ugh, man, poor kid. But he's still young. Great to see him get out there. Zachariah, we sort of kind of just glazed over that. He was one player that you and I agreed on. We wouldn't have minded him coming back to Juventus. Unfortunately, the the case is now that we have to make sales. We have to make a little bit of a little bit of the Chicoria to help balance the books. Twenty yeah. million for a guy that didn't play a lot last year with Chelsea. That's a good deal. It is a good. deal. I think we got to take that deal. It is a good deal. Yeah. You absolutely have to take it. I will mm-hmm. say on this, and it's a good uh, call here too uh, by Vidad uh, there. The buyback's interesting because one of the things I even said was you haven't seen a lot of them or too many opportunities or mm-hmm. whatnot. So now with him going away and whatnot and him getting those opportunities and all of a sudden, all of a sudden if his trajectory changes or whatnot, it is nice to have that in there. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What's interesting is, and what's funny is that uh, here's the thing. So Alex P has never been a fan of Zachariah. He says he, we says understand. he doesn't want him. And he take Weston over uh, Zachariah. Weston's got good moments, and that's about it. Um, but he's probably going to be around agree with this that. year. So whatever. I'll root for him and whatnot. But I think he's just going to go back to his ways. I'm not sold on a preseason uh, friendly um, and jumping into the box and getting some involvement there. But whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, but whatever. The other thing, too, was more financially <laughs> based, if you're talking Zachariah Stain or whatnot, because of what you said and how little he cost us and whatnot. The Zachariah mm-hmm. thing was just strange from the get-go because we beat all these teams to him, got him on a smoking deal whatnot, and decided, like, so quickly. That was it. Out the door. Whatever. Nonetheless, and I'll, I will add this, a lot of the targets at midfield have been not really uh, exciting uh, for us. Not really. We have to be finding deals to bring mm-hmm. them in, so I don't really like that. But whatever. We'll talk about that. I'll uh, smoke up my skirt. Because of our midfield, we, we really got to talk midfield here because it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. So today, this afternoon, uh, according to Romeo Gresti, is the meetings between Juve and Salernitana. Miretti and Caviglia are two of the names that are obviously going to be discussed. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Facundo Gonzalez also who finished yep. his medicals and whatnot. Uh, but as far as the midfield players... And I've been saying this for a while now on daily update videos, um, and this ties into it as well. Pogba has Saudi interest again. again. So they've come mm-hmm. back apparently and are looking to try and make this uh, move. I've been saying for a while leading up to it, Pogba, the way I feel about Pogba is this, like, yeah, he'll, he, you can't doubt his ability and whatnot when he's on the mm-hmm. pitch, but my God, you can absolutely doubt now when he's going to be on the pitch and how long we're going to have him on the pitch and what what he's going to be on this roster. I said don't even count him as one of your midfielders. If you're going to if you want to go into the midfield uh this season with six players, don't count him as uh one of them. So basically I think make your six minus him whatever and just don't count him as one. But if you're going to do that and now all of a sudden they're going to come in, let's start with this. That's why I said don't make a call on Moretti or Hans Nicolusi Caviglia until you figure out what you're doing in the midfield. And we do have some targets and everything. Uh, but let's talk about this. Pogba, Saudi Arabia, interested. They find a deal. They want to make a move. 
yes or no from you on moving Pogba? Well, the the simple fact is that the Saudis could probably afford to purchase him a whole new leg, right? Just to completely <laughs> rebuild that leg. That's why there should be interest from them for him as a human being. You know, they can completely restructure that restructure that need for him. Now, there's there's no doubt that, like you said, when he is on the field, he is probably arguably the best player on the field when he's healthy. But everything over the past three weeks has been moving towards Juventus, like you just said, not considering him in the lineup. All these midfielder moves, a lot of people have been asking us, even people uh, you know, off air, I've been talking with a lot of Juventus fans and they've been saying, what's going on with Pogba? And like, I, For me, the way Juventus is moving, they are moving towards not even, like you just said, considering him in the lineup. That is now an empty hole that they have to fill. So, uh, you know, there was some talk about some swap deals with Byron this this morning with Dusan. We'll get to that. But we cannot count on him being on the field. As much as that pains me and you and other people, not so much Lucci, (laughs) it pains us to have to finally say that we don't, I don't think Pug was going to be a player on this squad come this fall. He's he's saying all the right things. He's doing all the right things with the team. He's doing all the promotional things. I saw something this morning that said he has not missed a promotional thing. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. But we need you. We so need the you deal's the there. Part. You're taking it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think you have to at this point. Like, I mean, you summed it up. Uh, it's just for me, like, he's great when he's in there. The Wonderful. problem is yeah. that when the hell's that going to happen? And when you can't bank mm-hmm. on that, uh, like I love the guy just have zero faith in his health at this point. So it is what it is. Um, if the and deal's there, one, you got one it. more thing here. Uh, what James putting on here, I don't, he's, and that's, this is where Lucci kind of comes on. Like he's Pogba is trolling the fan base that I truly believe that Pogba wants to play with this team. He loves the club, Right. I truly believe in his mind he thinks he can play. But there was those reports about three weeks ago that said anytime he's on the field with sort of what a guy elevated thinks, activity, it swells. Yeah. His knee swells. I don't know. Benucci also thinks he could stick around and be, uh, you know, some pivotal bone. So what they think really matters not at the end of the day. It's just what's actually happening. And the mm-hmm. fact is when you continuously hear that the workload ramps up and then in comes the pain again, sorry, man. It ain't happening. And uh, what's interesting enough is one of our uh, followers uh, reached out and he's said he's gone through the exact same thing. And he goes, guys, like he's done. He goes, I've been dealing with it for um, a couple, a few years. And he said, same thing. He goes, it's just the pain does not, it's, it's not going away for him either. He says every time like he tries to do something a little more strenuous and test it, it's there. Pogba, I have no faith. I have no faith uh, in his health whatsoever. I think his body's yeah. shutting there. So time to go. Time to go. What's interesting is we talked about targets and people were bringing up target names. And I said a lot of them mm-hmm. don't really uh, excite me too much. But uh, there are some that do. Um, Amrabat's one of the targets. I mean, I like Amrabat as a player. But I think 
we need a different profile. Like, so Amrabat would be great at a certain profile, whatnot. Um, and then we're talking about Gravenbirch. I actually do like Gravenbirch. I like that link. Obviously, that's going to be tied in with the uh, Dusan Vlaovic news or whatnot. Um, Goretzka is in there uh, as one of the options. There is Froiler. There is um, there's quite a few names, but mm-hmm. Gravenbirch I like. But again, it's Gravenberch I like. But I think there's Gravenberch some profiles was a player... more like we really got to think offensively and whatnot. And there's still a lot of the fan base that was on me when I said hold off on the Miretti um, mm-hmm. loan and whatever with Salernitana. Like hold on a second because of what's going on with Pogba. they said, well, you said and you spent the majority saying that, hey, he's got to go out on loan. He's got to... Yes, but things change. Because if Things all of a sudden Pogba still can't go this year to start off the season or whatever, like Miretti does actually link up the play nicely in the final third and whatnot. And for me, like you you really got to get somebody that can help in terms of creation. Pogba is the guy that is supposed to be that guy out of the midfield for us. Um, Gravenberch is probably out of all the guys I've kind of heard come in before um Sergey Milinkovic Savage and all that whatnot. Gravenberch, I like that. Like I don't mind that. But still, I think there's uh gonna be a gap there when you tur when you talk about Pogba when he's in there and he's on there to these guys. But I like Gravenberch and he's uh he's young and whatnot. So I do like that. So there were reports coming out that Ealing Jr. was being tested and is currently being tested as a Metsala. So but Again, it also came out today. He's still young. He's the young. He'll be the youngest of the group, and that's a very difficult transition from going from the outside, bringing him on the inside. How's he going to make that transition? <sighs> Hopefully, it works out for the kid because that's one of the guys I think we all agreed that we he's a player that should stay. Uh, Gravin Birch again. He was a player we were linked to last summer, or was it in the winter? His name was floating. Yeah, Gravin Birch floated trans- around last Mercado, right. like. Right. Summer. So I think, you know, those contacts have most likely been made and solidified. Uh, yeah. Amrabat came out this morning uh, from Fiorentina. Right. So, so this is going to be a busy week. We were talking in the green room. There was a date set for August 11th, where I think it was Max's date. Right. Max said, I want my team set by the 11th of August. That's so what we were that's hearing. That's Friday. So, Amrabat could free Locatelli of defensive activities. I remember Loka mm-hmm. from the first half, 21-22 seasons, passed towards Cordrao Dybala, were astonishing. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I don't think that's going to be as... And I've always said this. Um, I don't think Locatelli in a Metzala role is going to be as huge a boost as many believe it to be. Right. I've always seen Locatelli in one way, and that is a two-man pivot midfielder. And Mm -hmm. the Regista role like that he's playing now is as close to that, out of that midfield, as you can really get it uh, with the Metzala thing. Like, I don't think it's as big a boost as going out there and getting an actually true attack-minded midfielder. That's just me. I, I, I don't... I don't have this faith that that is going to be massive for us. I'm open to it and game to it. And I think he would still 
do okay, but I don't think he would excel to the levels that people think. I think in the heart of that midfield right now, the way we're doing it is fine. I think in a two-man pivot, he would be unbelievable because that's that's just him naturally mm-hmm. when I watch him play. Um, and again, at uh, Sassuolo, the way it was done there, that's, that's how I see uh, Locatelli as a midfielder in the two-man pivot. But if we have to uh, do that, that is an option available, is to bring in one of those midfielders and slide him over. Is that as beneficial as getting someone who can play in the Metsala role naturally and add a lot to the offense? I think that would be a better route to go for us uh, personally. That's just me personally. Yeah, so... Again, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. This isn't going to be, so far, this isn't an exciting show because it's always exciting when you and I heavily, heavily disagree. Um, well, we got some interesting what, ones coming up here. Okay, good. So the the combination of Rovella and Locatelli is something that, you know, all you turd burglars were talking about last year with the Rovella hive and having him back. Unfortunately, he picked up that injury, Rovella did. Um this does not make him injury prone. Can we just stop with the injury prone on Ravella? Like it's, I know it doesn't injured. help. That's <laughs> true. Okay, fair enough. But seeing those two, and I have to agree with you. Even though we're not going to most likely see that setup, unfortunately, that I would agree is having Ravella and Locatelli in that two man pivot would be unbelievable. But I don't think we're going to see it. Yeah, I think we're gonna we see Lovella coming in to to swap. Rabio has Locatelli. played in the two man pivot for us in a couple times mm-hmm. when we've uh, deviated from yep. our natural setup, and Rabio looked solid in a two man pivot. He's played it a couple times. Funny enough, with Zakaria before he left, and he played it a couple times. I think even with Loka, and it was great. So there, that possibility and that option is there. And it's something I've always wondered, especially with Max all last year, once he got into this 3-5-1-1 setup, is never actually setting up the midfield in that manner. You've got three central midfielders. Why, like there's, He's so hell-bent on this Regista rather than the two-man pivot and actually using your attacking mid out of the center of the pitch. And the reason I can, I would have to say is just because of how much he likes to move the ball up the flanks in order to gain uh, final third and gain attacking zone is always up that uh, up the flanks. But the funny thing mm-hmm. is, is that teams that play in that manner with two pivots still it doesn't it, it doesn't make it so that you cannot move the ball up the flanks. You still move there, and you're funny enough. Your flank actually has more options when you have a center attack in mid and then you have uh, your pivot sliding forward as well. And you still have your third center back who comes back around to uh, support. So you end up having more options. It's funny. We haven't at least attempted that. But nonetheless, we leave that to Max to sort out. Hopefully this year, Mm. whoever's in all these roles excels and gets the job done illing jr talking about him trying to go into this metzala thing that's going to be something like it's not going to be decided anytime soon like that's going to take some time some serious serious time um i just don't know if i see it and to be honest i like him at 
that left wing back role for us. And I think he, he could be huge there for us. What's funny enough is that there's a little report today. Mm -hmm. So Carlos Augusto from Monza has been linked with us for a while. Okay. So he's been linked with us for a while. And um, that's an option that's there that actually many Juventini uh, through comments and daily update vision, whatever, really like and would would like that move to go through. The rumor today was that uh, watch out for Kostic rather than Illing Jr. being sold and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I just want to get everybody's thoughts on that. Moving Kostic, bringing in Augusto, using Illing Jr. and Augusto there. Like, would you move Kostic? Is it something you'd consider? And let's start there. Mm. Kostic came out like a bat out of hell the first half of the season. He was... You know, he was doing all the right things. To say that he had it, it'd be unfair to ourselves to say that he didn't have a dip the second half of the season. Could have been, could have been because he was absolutely exhausted. Because I don't know how many 90-minute games he played. I, don't, I could pull up the stats. I don't really have a lot of time right now. But he logged a lot of minutes. He was right up there with the with the center backs and the keepers and Locatelli in terms of logging minutes. Uh, would I sell him in the in the current? If we were in Champions League, no. If we were in a European competition, absolutely not. In Juventus's current situation, where we need funds to help balance the books, I would consider selling Costage. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the majority in here Consider saying it. sell Costage, and uh, you have some saying keep him. I. It's it's tough, <laughs> Luca. You son of a bitch. It's tough. It's tough. I. I'm leaning towards <laughs> moving him, but that's just because. I. The good. Not because the, of his play. Because the of his good thing about him when he's out there is that you know he's actually going to be solid and he's going to grind anything out and he can help Correct. you defensively quite a bit. Offensively, yes. yeah, he can cross the ball when not. There's some saying pinpoint crossing. I think that's a far, far cry from, uh, you know, like pinpoint crossing. Uh, I think that's uh, a little exaggerated. A um, I think he gets way too one-dimensional up there. Mm -hmm. I think it would come down to the terms, but if it came down to moving one or the other, if we change the question and we say you got to move one of Illing or Costage to for money and say it's right around that same, I probably would pick Costage first. I would agree with that. 100% you know, if that. you had to move them, they were around kind of similar deals, similar money. I would lean towards uh, seeing Kostich out um, a little too one-dimensional. And this is the thing now that we get to, and I think Apex is a 1,000% right, Allegri won't sell Kostich. And you just know that. Um, I think yeah, last year, true. Illing Jr., should have had more minutes than we mm -hmm. saw him in. Um, and the team was begging for it. The team was screaming for some assistance offensively uh, from a guy like Ealing Jr. And we didn't see him get the minutes then. 
and he would rather run Kostic absolutely haggard. He's not moving. He's not moving uh, Kostic. So I think if it came down to the two, we would probably see Illing Jr. move, which I think is uh, would be a criminal. Shame. If something happens. But it's interesting to see how everybody feels. You could definitely... It's not like it's a clear cut and I think we need to go out of our way to sell Costage. It's not what I'm saying. But if the if that opportunity presented itself, I would definitely, definitely be looking at it. Um, yeah. Chiesa. The Chiesa contract extension. There we go. Freddie Church there. So, Chiesa. Contract extension. I always said this is the interesting mm-hmm. one when we were talking Vlaovic and we we're talking Kiesa because immediately right off the bat, if you were just going to put the two players side by side and you say Juventus has to move one of these players this window, I'm definitely going to go and say you move Vlaovic and you keep Federico Chiesa. If so... you just put them side by side and say you have to move one of these and you're not looking at outside factors or anything else just you have mm-hmm. to move one of them and are you in agreement with me on this that if you put them side by side one by one you have to move one you move lavage okay all we outside factors con- out of the equation right now yeah, yeah we had this conversation last year can't remember when it was this came up i think i don't know if there was rumors with kiesa uh, it was i think it was when he was coming back from injury the same question was asked, and I took Vlaovic when that question was asked. To stay. Vlaovic to stay, Chiesa to be sold. You would have sold Chiesa. Correct. That's correct. Now, in my old age, I have learned that people can still grow and learn. Based on current, on the current situation and the players side-by-side, Moving forward with this team, I I would keep Chiesa. Not and it's not. I've all I've said it's not so by a lot. I've said this side by side the two players. I had Chiesa staying. I would always I'd mm-hmm. lean towards Chiesa staying. What I said was interesting throughout this window when you were hearing that it's one or the other, like one of these guys could potentially mm-hmm. be moved. And I always said, it's really got to come down to Juve figuring out Chiesa's contract extension. Because, mm-hmm. my God, if you're going to end up ridding yourself of Vlaovic and then you don't renew Chiesa, that's disaster. That's disaster. So they really have to figure out his extension. So today we get the news that in the fall, is when Juve is going to start looking at trying to uh, renew Federico Chiesa and whatnot. And that's a positive. That's good news because, like I said, you want to, by all means, not get into a scenario where you've lost both. All right. Now, it's interesting to say uh, Apex says uh, Vlaovic has more potential than Chiesa, but Chiesa says Juve, that's a good way to kind of put it. That's um, where I was. And I would agree that's with exactly that. That's exactly where I was. For sure. But... Um, Kiesa yeah, is from... only Kiesa is turning twenty five in October. Yeah, I thought he was. So James so... got interesting here, saying I think Dushan wants to be here more than Kiesa. To be honest, I would love to get some elaboration on that in the live chat there as to how he feels that way. That's very very interesting. Uh, but uh... he might be onto something there. 
But so 2025, so that's two years. So he'll be 27 when the renew. Yeah, you got to get it done this year. I had my, I sort of disagree with you, like having to get it done this year. But when you start adding up, like, you know, okay, 2025, two years away. It's the time to capitalize. It's the time to do it. Because Because you don't want to get caught in the same situation with Debella. If you know that there's going to be any kind of resistance in a renewal from Federico, you might be better capitalizing now mm-hmm. um you know so it really really has to all weigh into something here because you don't get the renewal done goes into you know a final season or whatnot that's you know you're taking a hit you're gonna take a big hit and we're i mean i think we've all seen it enough to know that when it comes to selling and Juventus, the worst. Yeah, we're gonna have we are to. The worst. Uh, we're gonna have to take it easy there, and uh, definitely got some work there that hopefully Juntoli can start to uh, add some type of backbone to our uh, our selling and whatnot, and uh, get tougher there. But yeah, you kind of have to make a call. So if something comes in here right now, Chiesa's essentially blocked everything that's come forward. That's right. So he hasn't uh, been interested in the clubs that have come forward or whatnot, and there's just been nothing there. If something comes in, though, that is a strong deal, yeah, you've really got really to look at that and whatnot. So when people were saying that these rumors of Federico Chiesa asking for a certain amount of money that Juve wasn't comfortable with, and then obviously you hear Federico's agent come out and say, no, none of this has happened or whatnot, he's happy here you got to take all that with a grain of salt because you really have to think about this. There have been teams that have come forward looking for Federico Chiesa Mm -hmm. with that already happening. You would have to think they started to talk about the future and well, Hey, we'd have to resign you whatnot, like, uh, and figure out some type of idea about what Federico Chiesa wants in the future. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to just do this all blindly. Like they have to have some type of, of indication as to what he wants long term or what he's looking at. They can't I think just... those conversations have already happened <clears throat> and those yeah. conversations were with the representatives of Dusan and Kiesa and it was determined that one of the players <clears throat> excuse me, one of the players would be more interested in a move and that was Vlaovic with all these rumors coming out because you're right Kiesa has there. Ha, there was multiple reports of Kiesa kiboshing all requests coming in from uh, primarily from the Premiership, so Premier League. So he's going to stay. I think now it's pretty much. I don't want to say it's official, but Kiesa is going to be a Juventus player this season. Dusan, we'll see. But it was nice to see that extension talk going to start happening in the fall because someone else wrote on here with the with in the chat saving all the salaries with like Benucci's salary potentially Sandro's salary Dusan's salary Tech's salary you know is Tech going to get sold it there should be no reason why he can't get extended for a couple million dollars a year more yeah well and then next year saving on Rabio's salary so there's lots I think there's lots of opportunities we got to get into Vlaovic of course uh, yep. People were coming in hot right out of the gate. Started the show there uh, with Dusan Vlaovic. So the latest is all the same. Now we start to hear that uh, Pochettino still 
not uh, quite sold on uh, Blaovic and whatnot, but Bayern apparently not able to necessarily finalize anything with Kane, and that's the kicker. Mirko Di Natale says if Bayern cannot find a deal with Kane, then things become concrete with Dusan Vlaovic as far as uh, interest and maybe making that move forward. That's where the rumors come in with Gravenberch or Goretzka were not thrown in to this deal. Um, there's nothing as far as terms, as far as money, whatnot. But yeah, you really got to look at this deal because ultimately the back end of it is always Lukaku coming in. Whether Dushan's move to another club or whatnot, Lukaku is the guy coming in at striker. They're not seeing Dushan Vlaovic in, getting a midfielder coming in, and then that's it. We're done. Like, no, you're getting a striker. Lukaku's name is still that guy. And it's just a matter of making the move and funding it financially so yesterday you were getting the reports about the growth decree that uh helps with lukaku uh coming in and whatnot the savings on uh salary i guess long term with dushan uh versus uh lukaku and everything this thing has always been and make no mistake about it has always been financial for juve Correct. Something that I said for a long time, and Ant can attest, I probably drove the guys fucking crazy in our team yes. chat and everything with this. I Most always likely. said, if it were me, look to sort things out with a bond. And that is also, that's yes. also floating around as well. That's and correct. it's not out of the question. And there's more and more discussions and talks and rumblings about it floating around that Elkan's definitely considering and that is an option open to them because I don't think Juve's gonna fall into a move for the sake of making this all go through which is a good thing and a positive we should look at is that that option's floating around there because Naturally, right now, what I'm seeing on social media when I post these news things on Instagram or whatnot, uh, when you see it on Twitter, you see it, I see it on the daily update videos. Juve's just going to bend over, like this is going to just go through, like they're just going to make some crazy. I don't think that's the case. I think it has to work for them if it's not on their terms, if it's not lining up, they won't do it for the sake of doing it, which is would have already been done. It would have already been done. I, yeah, I think so. think so because Skira has been strong for three years straight now, everybody. Strong. And it was there, 25 million euros uh, on top of uh, Lukaku, whatnot. If we were doing it for the sake of doing it and just to make all this happen, it would have happened. It would have happened. Did, did Skira report yesterday, and please tell me if I'm wrong, did he report yesterday that Vlaovic came to terms with Chelsea on $10 million a year, 10 million euros a year on salary? I think he did. I should double check that, but sorry, I that Chelsea, are terms with Lukaku. No, Chelsea came to terms with Vlaovic for 10 million oh, a year. I haven't seen any terms with Vlaovic. I, I and I could have missed that. that because like I said, I was at that tournament. So I could have missed that. Let me double check that. 
I yeah. thought that's what uh, we reported yesterday, but I can I can double check that. Anywho, oh man, this is a lot of people talking about this one. For me, again, it's it's hard not to look at this deal and say, oh man, Lukaku age salary two negatives right there resale value at the end of a three year contract another negative option for a fourth year that's another negative i look at this simply as juventus making this as a a forced financial move for that 120 million euro deficit that's why they're not like you said bending over backwards they're, they're going to want to get 30 to 40 million to help with the books. There was another report two weeks ago that there, the Exor and Juventus were investigating an 80 million euro bond this December, which could be potential, which kind of, you know, there you go. The numbers are starting to add up. You know, you want to get to that 120. Player for player, I don't agree with the deal. I, I'm with everybody on that one. From a financial standpoint, I get it. I get it. You have. We knew we'd have to. We knew two things. We knew we'd have to sell players based on missing out in Europe. Before that, Romeo came on the show. Mirko Di Natale came on the show, and they both said flat out, "This is going to be a quiet market this summer. Don't expect a lot of moves." We came out early, bought Timothy Weah for you know what I think is hopefully is going to be dirt cheap because so far so far so good with him. But let's not, we can't be expecting big splash. And I think even Teeny are still expecting big splash on the market, buying, selling a lot of players. We knew it was going to be quiet. Yeah. And the fact that if we can sell one of Kiesa or Vlaovic, which was rumored that we'd have to do since missing Europe, that's pretty much going to be it. Getting one of them out, there's not, and loaning it, and then loaning out the some of the young guys. That's it. Yeah. That's all that's going to happen. Yeah. Now, What's going on in the live chat right now is that obviously Uh-oh. people not understanding the Lukaku deal and just saying, I don't understand bringing him in. Uh, Loopy Luca over here is saying, what I don't understand is why we're chasing a third striker when Max is using Chiesa as a second striker. Four guys for two roles on the pitch overkill. Sell Dushan and keep the profits for other spots. So the thing here is that... Kiesa fits nowhere else in this setup. You don't want him as a wing back. Okay. None of us want to see Kiesa as a wing back. Takes that spot. You want to roll into the season with just Milik and Keane as our strikers. The immediate thing I think of when I think of Lukaku and trying to make sense of this and why it's going to work for Max or why it potentially will or why he wants it so badly is the fact that that is your prototypical target guy, okay? That is Mm -hmm. your prototypical target big man up top that a guy like Chiesa in theory should be doing what Lotaro did and playing off of him and being able to do that when you watch Moise Keane play it's a lot different and he's not he's not that guy I think Moise Keane actually looks good in preseason he's a different type of guy Milik Milik plays the role differently and whatnot too even as your target guy but Lukaku that is probably a guy that just screams 
Max Allegri target guy up top there and is what it is. But it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I asked everybody if they think the deal's actually going to go through, whether it's swap or whatnot, and Lukaku coming in. 80% on the poll ran on our uh, uh, AJC account. Uh, think yes. Or sorry, no. Think no. Lukaku's not coming in uh, to Juve and whatnot. So, uh, and they definitely don't think uh, it's going to be Vlaovic going Chelsea and Lukaku coming in. Now, today, obviously, things shift a bit. Hmm. Vlaovic could potentially be going uh, elsewhere and then uh, Lukaku coming in. I don't know. I don't, I don't like what? it. But if I have to think about all things considered, I mean, I understand. I still don't like it. Even okay, with I, the with the interest in Lukaku from the Saudi Arabia League. Now, just hear me out, everybody. Put the pitchforks away for a second. I know what you're gonna say. One, you bring him in one year, and then you sell him next summer. Now, it's a long shot. Like you'd have to, he'd have to perform. Because it's but, one of the things I said is that it's a dead end move. You're gonna get stuck with it. It is. And if it goes right. wrong, like you're you're totally screwed. But that is a point that a lot of people have made to me is that well, if Saudi's interested now, they'll be interested next year. Maybe. Maybe. Or his injuries Big maybe. ramp up and then they back out too or whatever. So who knows? Um but if they're willing to get Pogba, then maybe the injuries they really don't give a shit about. So <laughs> They just want to spend. They, just, they yeah. just want to fucking make it rain out here on uh, football. Like a so with uh, a credit card. we'll see what happens. But uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a way out, and maybe that's another thing to consider. So, four D chess. We'll see. We'll see what. I, yeah, four D chess. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think we're playing a little bit of checkers. See what happens. <laughs> like uh, Lucci there. We'll see what happens. Everybody, get your Storm the Barn questions in, okay? Um, We've essentially tackled almost everything. Another target I was trying to think of earlier in the midfield was uh, Diada from uh, Strasbourg. And uh, I guess uh, it's somewhere around 13 to 15 million euros. His name was thrown out there. There's been names flying everywhere. But like Ant said, these guys were always saying it's going to be quiet Mercado. The midfield one is the most interesting and has been the most interesting for me to see what Max was going to do there, especially with a guy like Hans Nicolucci Cavilia looking really strong, um, getting strong praise from all the guys, uh, Mirko Romeo and whatnot through the training, everything. Um, yeah, that was, uh, interesting for me. Miretti, um, another thing that's interesting, especially mm-hmm. factoring in, the Pogba situation, Rovella and this injury. Does it affect his status for the 23-24? Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. Does it? I, think it's, I don't know. Was it like, a doctor? Like, do, do we not do exercises for the adductor? Like, what are we doing here? What the hell are we doing here? It's like we had three or four of those last year. Like, fuck. Anyways. Okay. I got a question for you. Damn, I forgot the question. What and for it? the West Coasters. I'll remember. There oh, you yeah. go. British Damn, Columbia, not before Christ. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> before Christ. Oh, man. I had a good Storm to Barn question for you to get everything started. Oh, here we go. Oh, there's been – so while everyone gets their questions, and here's one for you, Berto. There's been a lot of talk on midfield, obviously. All these players have been rumored to come in. Are you satisfied 
Are you satisfied with the players that we have at fullback and center back going into this season? Because that was we thought they would be making moves for those positions. So have we made enough moves in your eyes for those positions? At center back, I'm actually... Uh, it, oh, this was another piece I don't think we touched on. Mm. Coney DeVinter, apparently... People yep. aren't liking the price for Coney DeVinter and like we're million. willing to accept 10 million euros and cannot strike a deal. Okay. Um, that's, that's frustrating, but that's a guy I thought could come in. But again, you got to get guys like Sandro guys like Benucci out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they got to stay around, I've always said you bite the bullet and say, okay, I guess we're paying you this year, but I'm using the spot for this guy. So I guess Mm -hmm. it sucks, but have fun on the couch or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it should be a way to push people out too. But you like, I would like to think that even Alexandro, because there was some interest there from him and, you know, whether he Mm -hmm. goes back to Brazil, whether he goes to Saudi Arabia or whatnot, I would like to think that if it came down to that point where I said, well, I'm going to put you like, I guess we're just paying you this year, but I'm going to use a spot for Coney DeVinter to come off as a rotational piece as one of our three center backs. I would like to think that he's like, well, you know what? Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I want to play still. So I guess we have to come to some type of agreement so that I could leave. I would like to think that. But mm-hmm. I have zero faith that he would do that. He was unwilling to take a pay cut for Juventus as well. And that's one of the things that always frustrated me the most with um, Sandro. Um, on top of what Georg brings back and reminds me of the deal that was there or not. Uh, but nonetheless, Benucci is in the same boat too. Like we have to, you have to free up some spots. I don't think I'm, uh, totally upset with where we're at, at center back. Um, I've had faith in Rugani coming in and whatnot. Um, Houston, Houston we got to take, everybody's got to pump the brakes on, but man, that kid's going to be a beauty. Like he's mm-hmm. going to be a beauty. Um, I'd like to see a coin of Inter maybe stay and get a rotational spot. I agree At wing back, Weya uh, looks like he can help tremendously. Cambiaso can play both positions. I'm not where the majority of the fan base is with Cambiaso feeling so good after the preseason and seeing those uh sample size minutes and whatnot like i think there's a lot of work still to be done there uh in terms of cambiaso but i like him nonetheless illing jr something i brought up even last year i wouldn't even be scared to try him as right wing back uh and not just solely left wing back so costage in there that could play a million minutes uh seemingly at least still move uh is awesome whether we think there needs to be a little more variation in his game i think we're okay to be honest like i don't think it was mm-hmm. game breaking or anything with uh but way up potentially could do a lot of damage for us and help us a lot i think i'm okay with those spots where are you if at? you have I, well if you have way and uh Ill- i know Ealing jr tends to has been primarily on the left and way it plays on the right. But if you can rotate those two on the right, Kostic is burning 90 minutes a week on the left. 
remember, we're only in Serie A. Cambiaso currently is a Serie A player. So he's, I don't think it's that bad to have him as a starter, as a Serie A player. I think he'll manage just fine week to week, you know, in the current competitions. Moving forward, yes, we're going to potentially have to find somebody or he's going to have to grow into that position uh, to solidify his starting role. But I, that move for Weah and Cambayasu uh, coming in, I think will be okay. And you bring up a good point with, with Rugani. The guy hasn't put a foot wrong really in two years. As your fourth or fifth option at center back, you know, he hasn't complained. He hasn't asked for a transfer, hasn't asked for a raise. But you can have Sandro and Benucci as two of your names on your center back list if you're asking me. And that's a problem. Yes. Okay. That, sure. That's why I'm saying if you're not finding a move for Coney DeVinter, I know we got to sell. You, you got to get this. But I'm telling you, you can't have both those guys on your roster list. Like something has to happen there. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Storm the bar. Luca. Loopy little Luca. What do you guys think of the new captaincy roles? Okay, so Max uh, essentially put out the mm-hmm. list, and it is Danilo, obviously, our captain. Uh, the vice is Sandro and Rabio in that order. I know Max always okay. uses caps as his determining factor, but I would have loved, preferred to see likes of Loca, uh, Loca or Fede as co-captains. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Um, I see certain traits as captain, and I've always associated captain with certain profiles because it was um, just almost a stereotype. You know what I mean? Like you would see all these captains growing up that had these characteristics and whatnot. And we've mm-hmm. kind of deviated when you run into a cap-based system. And now he's kind of making some calls too because if you got to go like tech should probably be there if you're thinking about senior, uh, mm-hmm. you know, seniority and whatnot. Like tech's got to be one of those names in there and I would actually be fine with that. But do I see tech as a captain? Not necessarily. Do I see um, Sandro as a captain? No. Do I see Rabio as a captain? No. They can lead in different ways. Mm-hmm. What this has done has essentially made it nothing more than an armband. And Correct. hey, you're you're out there for the coin toss. You know, like you're talking to the ref on behalf of everything in certain scenarios. But that's that's it. Guys are going to lead. Some lead by example. Some lead by talking in the tunnel, in the locker room and whatnot. And whether they wear the armband or not, leaders are going to shine through regardless. I may not agree with this, but I don't think ultimately it's a, like it's not a huge deal. So I think we can both agree that Danilo as the captain is... Fine. I don't really... I have no problems with Danilo as a captain. I've seen him as a captain since he's yeah. come so in. We talked the vice about captain, that. whatever. He gets the armband whenever Danilo goes off. I, I don't even notice. I literally have no idea who the armband gets handed to unless the camera pans in on the captain coming off and giving it to their player. I could give two shits who the armband goes to after that. Yeah. But you can see what I'm speaking to when you have 
the history yep. Juve does, and mm-hmm. I mean, shit. Okay, well, hang on. Who was who was Del Piero's vice captain for all these years? No one cares. Who was like uh, Buffon's vice captain was one of well, the yeah, three Chiellini. guys in front of him. Like okay. when you have these guys, and you're you know it's it becomes engraved in your brain because they were around for so long. Del Piero, mm-hmm. Buffon, Chiellini. It's like okay, the these are captains of what, and they were okay. They were captains, whatnot. Now it's just engraved in your brain, you know, and it's harder when they're fan favorites and whatnot to wrap your head around a guy like Sandro having your armband. Even when Quadrado had, Quadrado's got your armband and stuff. It is what it is. I don't think they're, it's a be-all end. They're, they're wearing the A on the jersey, as they say in hockey. Yeah, who cares who yeah. wears the A on the but jersey? But when you got guys, you know, Del Piero, uh, Nedved, mm-hmm. uh, Chiellini, Buffon, all these guys... Yeah, it starts to kind of make this seem like a bigger issue than it uh, truly is. But having said that, that would not be my list uh, for Juventus in terms of captains. I would go yeah, Danilo. big George. I would go Chesney, and uh, third, Locatelli. I would probably go Locatelli. That's just me. That's just me. Big and George here a- brings up a good point with Nedved. I remember Nedved wearing the armband. Yeah, when when uh, Del Piero was out, so there you go. There's one vice I remember. Yeah. Now, what else we got here? Will Rugani and Sandro still be there? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. I don't think they're going anywhere. Look it. I don't think nope. they're going anywhere. Um, we got another one. Caps now. Georg, would you risk selling Weston McKenney given the injury situations and youngsters leaving? So again, going back. To our midfield scenario and whatnot, maybe keeping him as a rotational piece is fine. What I'm not okay with is if Max in any way, shape, or form tries to get this guy over on Fajoli. That's okay, my so fear. Let, let's look at it right now. We're playing a 3-5-2. I, I think yep. we can all agree that's where we're good. Who are our midfielders who are fit for day one in a 3-5-2? Locatelli, Rabio. Fajoli. Fingers crossed, Fajoli should be. Yeah, Medetti's going to be on loan, so we can't count him. Let's say he goes out on loan. McKenny, who else is there? Who is it? Locatelli, McKenny. Well, hopefully Rovella. He should be back right around Rovella. that time. You know what I mean? Like we're we're looking at five through there. Pogba's not going to be healthy by then. But this is nope. what I mean, though. Look at that list, like. What list are we actually keeping around? Maybe you don't loan Miretti. Like mm-hmm. maybe you don't loan him out. Rovella oh, maybe maybe takes a little there bit longer for the adductor to come to get into play. Pogba does not count on my list again. No. So if you want six midfielders for the 23-24 season, don't count Pogba. There I'm was saying, a don't switch. Don't count Pogba. There was so, a switch there. Alex P brings up uh, Hans Nicolucci. He was rumored to be staying in Medetti leaving. There was that was one report that we saw. He's been loaned out quite a bit. He's been, you know, he was getting a lot of minutes. I think he was with was he with Salernitana last year? Where where was he? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, listen, I have no idea what's going to happen in no uh, the midfield. I have no idea what he's going to do. He's got a ton of options. But 
Definitely don't count Paul Pogba to your midfield total. That's all I'm saying. Would I risk selling Weston McKinney? Given the status and what's going on around, I'd probably keep him as a rotational piece in the midfield. I probably would. I would but again, I would sell him. again, it depends on the deal that comes up. Correct. Because if, it's if 30 all million? of a sudden it's too strong a deal to pass up and I have to keep... Not only Nicolucci Cavilli, but also Miretti around, then I would do that. Mm-hmm. I would actually do that if the deal is strong enough. And this is the situation that Juve is in. They're having to weigh everything out to see. And we've every been call. hearing this forever. All players are in play. I truly mm-hmm. feel that way. Like everybody is in play depending on what comes forward, right? So, hey. We'll see what happens. The midfield is the most interesting for me as far as what's going to go down gonna and be a lot who's going to be on that list come 23-24 season. We'll see what happens. Forza, you even though it's early, has Juntoli been a little bit of a disappointment? I will just say yeah. right away, no. Take it easy. Take it easy. I don't think you <laughs> could make any judgment on Juntoli right now. He's literally been here for one month. Yeah. Yeah, um, coming on a free as Pogba's replaced wasn't even considered. Now Lukaku will probably be our striker for next season. Um, obviously, Juve is going to deny this as they have, and we're hearing that mm-hmm. denied, which makes perfect sense uh, because you're not supposed to. But all the discussions with Lukaku before Juntoli was even a thing, okay, um, even arrived or anything, you can't make a call or a judgment on Juntoli right now because the what he's done is come in and working with uh, Mana and just kind of sorting out everything that they had kind of lined up and it worked on before. There's no way he puts his stamp on this team this quick. Uh, we all kind of, a few of us have said, don't look for any stamp from Juntoli until probably next summer. Start to come through. He's and... probably still trying to figure out the financials. Like, he... like this like this has to be cleaned up and it's one of the things that i've always talked about is like why not try your best with bonds to try and help clean up to have a clean slate where then maybe it could be a different scenario and then you could maybe see something come through and judge them but i yeah we can't we can't be serious about judging uh uh juntoli at this point um there's you no need way. like a couple years um, like let his maybe, players come yeah, in like it'll take this is not bit. his team once there's way more cleanup done naturally, like I think next Mercado, you could start to see him start to shine through and whatnot, but directors will always be judged on their terms at clubs, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't be like, oh, you know, that's it. It's done. Well, no, we've got him. What was the contract we ended up getting Juntali for? I think it's he's on it was uh, five years. Was it five? Isn't it five? Four or yeah, five? I thought it was uh, four. Yeah, it could be five. Uh, in the live chat, guys, hit us up with uh, Juntalis. I can't recall off the top of my head, but he will be judged on that period. Um, yeah, like he, app, it's so. like it's exactly it's five for like Juntalis. Thank you. Luca. Thank you. It's like a general manager in North American sports. You can't. It's not his team. This team that's on the field right now. This isn't even his coach. Yeah. Right. So. Let him been, put his team on the field with his coach, who yeah. may or may not be Max, 
And then you start judging how Juntili is doing. And now the other thing is to, and this is Fabrizio Romano 15 minutes ago too, talk set up and scheduled for the next round in the Vlaovic-Lukaku swap deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he does add at the end. It's up to Pochettino, but he says there is a new round of discussions scheduled. If Pochettino was flat out no, or Pochettino, however the hell you guys want to say it, if it was flat out no, there would be no new rounds of discussions, Mm -hmm. okay? So I've been saying that for a bit now too. Like, they're interested. Like, there's chances there. So new round of discussions set up. So we'll see what happens. Man, they're just so. Uh, I'm trying to wrap my I head saw around some, still, and I just I saw really someone really on can't, here, and it hurts. It hurts. What's that? The whole Lukaku Vlaovic. I'm, I'm starting to come to terms, and I don't want to, but I'm starting to come to terms. Uh, everybody, reminder, please, please like the video. All right, we got about 75 mm-hmm. of us on here. Let's get those likes up. It all helps the channel. Vidad, let's get to your storm in the barn. And if you guys have Storm Bar questions, keep firing away. We've got some time here, okay? How strong do you think Max's position is? If things go south from the start, will club pull the trigger? Interesting enough, a little bit of a more report uh, behind it Mm -hmm. that, uh, hey, Spalletti, Conti, two names that were out there from the get-go along with Tudor. We were hearing, you know, um, other names out there as well, but it was really those three throughout the summer whatnot. And it says that um, his he's on a short leash, so to speak, with some coaches out there available and everything. But as far as how strong his position truly is, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you. But if things go south from the start, will the club pull the trigger? I don't know. I don't know. How how confident are you, Ant, that if things go south? They pull the trigger. I honestly think they ride it out. If we rode out last year, I think we ride out this year. I I I would agree, but oh man, something's some. I just got this gut feeling that he cannot drop points three games in a row. If if he drops points just playing in Serie A three games in a row, like we cannot go three games without a win in this league with this schedule. If no one's looked at the schedule, take a look at it. This is the most favorable schedule Juventus has had in years. Like everything's spread out. Like the, we don't play top, we'll say top Serie A clubs two weeks in a row. Like it is, it's unbelievable how it's laid out. Timing, you know, we were, it was set up with the assumption that Juventus was playing in Europe. So, you know, the scheduling's good. It's, it's spaced out. He cannot drop points three games in a row. By Christmas, I think I think he'll be evaluated at Christmas. I think it really comes down to uh, where they're at in terms of. Uh, okay, well, what's failure there. for Max? And is what I what I've been hearing. So, I filled you guys all in on what uh, my contact was telling me. Um, through the Mercado and the whole Max thing when it was still in question and everything. And it was funny because he told me the names on the list were Tudor, Spalletti, and Conte. And obviously, 
out there we were getting all these other names and everything and it came down to the fact that Tudor was interviewed twice Conte mm-hmm. was interviewed once Spalletti ended up leaving uh Champions Napoli and here we are what I'm hearing now what I'm hearing now is that Spalletti is probably out until an opportunity with the Azzurri comes along and apparently he wants the Azzurri but Conte is very much still hanging around and my contact with directly speaking to Conte's wife um, she was with uh, her daughter they have a boutique in Turin and asked jokingly about the job and whatever and she goes oh he wants it believe me he wants it desperately when speaking about Antonio Conte and a return to Juventus so that name's going to be lingering around Max. It's just going to be something we're going to have to deal with. In terms of how strong his position is, I don't really know. And when we start talking about moves like this, with this Lukaku thing, when we start talking about potentially bailing on some young players and everything, I get nervous and I start to think about, we have to be very, very careful here in my personal opinion. I want to back up a coach, but I don't think you've. I think UV has to be very careful about how they back Max up right now, mm-hmm. because of the fact that you really have to think about the fact that you have literally, you've literally held interviews for the job, and Max's history. Okay, on Zakaria coming in here, having to bail him out friggin immediately okay that was your guy you wanted him we went out we got it Vlaovic went out we got it you can't make anything happen with him either okay you wanted Paredes okay cool we brought you Paredes shit the bed for you like he is losing his friggin for me credibility on making calls when I'm and when we talk about him being a builder he's not a builder And I think it's starting to show through. So I'd be very, very careful in how we support him. Yes, support the coach, bring players, but do so keeping in mind the business aspect of everything Mm -hmm. and what could potentially go down. That's, That's all I'm saying. But how strong his position is, who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? And I've never said a friggin' word to Momblano. All right, don't you worry about who uh, my contact is. Don't you worry about it. But Conte, he's lingering around, and it's not a coincidence he was in the stadium. It went to vote. Max won the vote. Calvo, Calvo, Calvo wanted was the Conte. one who wanted him out. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And Mirko Di Natale, take Mirko's word for it. He's our boy. Miracle said it's very much like it was in 2019 when it comes to the management. They were on different pages completely and what mm-hmm. they wanted. Obviously, now they're not going to keep this fight going. They've come to terms and we're going to move forward. But I'm saying take it easy on the business moves you make because of that. For me, you got to be careful with what Max is calling out for. That's all I'm saying. Would you agree with that? Tony? Me? Yeah. Well, man. 
we you have what to. a what a, what a terrible finish to the season last year and I don't know who put it on our main main uh, account this morning it, the players look like they gave up they gave up on Max at the end of the season uh what's changing going into this year not much again I think if he's if he's okay so here's a question I think you have to understand what is success and failure for Max this season we can't realistically say that a scudetto is the goal like come on is it achievable maybe but if max finishes top four is that success for max and or does he just and does he need that plus the coppa italia trophy like what's the what's the definition if he's 15 points back from the scudetto leaders at christmas is that a failure I would think so. Here's the thing. Like if what's success where, and failure? If we point? take where we were on points, Sul Campo on the pitch last yeah. year. If I'm even considering doing anything with Max Allegri forward with this club, we have to progress. We there has to be improvement. We have to play. Okay. So you would naturally think that your points are gonna ramp up. That puts you closer to a title run. Okay. Okay. So while we're talking like you can't the uh, theoretically think Scudetto or whatnot as to be the only thing a success for him. Okay, well then dumb it down a bit and say you got to improve the team. We got to progress. We got to play better. That should mean significant Stuck amount more. It should be mean more in points, which actually does in theory put you in a title run. So I don't think Fair it's enough. out of the question to say, hey, we've got to be competing for the title this season. One competition only. You have to be. You have to be competing for that title. And I think that's okay. fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's fair. But to say you have to win that Scudetto, you're out the door. Okay. Probably pretty harsh. Mm -hmm. But maybe not. Because I think Serie A is going to be wide open. I actually truly feel that yes. way. Yes. I agree so, with that. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Now, Berto and Ant goes. Oh, that's nice. That's pretty funny. Are you guys liking the new Mc, the new McKenny? I do. He's Who? a very different player. New McKenny. Hmm. Seems pretty um, much the same to me. Okay. What's the differentiator between the old and the new? I see. Is he taller? Listen. A good Different showing shoes. for the opening half hour against uh, Madrid. Yeah, I get it. He got the man of the match and everything. His problem was never that. You know, like, I mean, sure, he got in there. He got into the box. He was running wild and getting involved mm -hmm. and everything. That's great. Consistency is a major issue. And then when the games aren't wide open, that's when McKenney just, absolutely all his shortcomings come to light in technical the games that we're going to be facing all year because we're only in one competition where they're probably not going to be wide open other than when you're playing you know maybe a handful of teams that's when his shortcomings come through so i'm not even going to say the new mckinney just yet okay i appreciate the the optimism and the faith around mckinney and i still mm -hmm. said earlier when Georg asked the question, I really think 
you've got to consider keeping him around. But if a strong enough offer comes in, I'm still open to it. That's just me. Ant, anything to add? Uh, there was a comment earlier that said, uh, is McKinney overhated? Possibly. Possibly. Overhated. I don't think so. Over- <laughs> okay. I don't hate the guy. I don't even hate the guy. No. I just, if an offer comes in, you got to sell him. Yeah. If we I think sometimes what brings out these feelings is when a guy like Max, and we all called it, this was hilarious last season. That's how predictable our manager uh, is at times. Uh, He never used to be so predictable. But uh, Fajoli came in and hit the scene strong. Mm -hmm. And you knew that second McKenney was healthy again. Bye-bye. Here's the pine, Nicola, and uh, boom. He sent him to the bench for McKenney, which was such a waste and such a shame. Mm-hmm. Only to see McKenney leave and then have to go back to uh, Fajoli and Fajoli, uh, rightfully so, taking back his spot. So that makes fans sometimes get a little feeling towards a guy. So mm-hmm. see. And I'm here. If Pogba can't play enough minutes in the first half of the season to prove himself, how do you think we could sell him in January? And would it be the right look? Hey, Saudi seems to be the only one to come call him. We talked about it right now. If the opportunity presents itself now, I probably we make the move. You know, I said I said in our group chat, Deshilio will play more minutes this season than Pogba. Come on, is there a bet on that? Mm, we can make one. Deshilio will play more more minutes in the Juventus jersey this, this season. season. Mm-hmm. You're on. You're on. <laughs> okay. Now what's it's gonna the, be like under it's gonna be like ten minutes. What is Deshilio what is the wager here? What what are we doing? We have to do we're something. Gonna, we're gonna have to figure that out. We're gonna have to figure that out. Let's figure it out. Jerseys though? We've got the first one out of the 10 coming up pretty, pretty quick here, okay? This upcoming... Let's put it to the people. Let's put it to the people. I'm putting a wager out there that DeShilio will play more minutes in a Juventus jersey than Pogba this year. You decide what the wager is. How about that? Aldo, why would you guys not want me wagering? The last one has 10 kits coming on, out and we're about to get the first one going here in this upcoming week all right so you guys are going to get a chance to uh, get one of those 10 kits um and uh yeah we'll let everybody figure out what it's going to be but i will go as far to say that pogba gets more minutes this season than uh Dichilio. Mm-hmm. I will take I will take the opposite on that one we'll let everybody decide what the wager can be but uh there you go guys Another great live session. Love doing the live sessions. Obviously, we're getting closer and closer to the season. We've got the mm-hmm. Atalanta um, friendly coming mm-hmm. up uh, next weekend. Rabio should be back in the fold. Fajoli should potentially be back in the fold to get some minutes. Rovella is going to be very, very close to the start of the season in that opener against Udinese. These live sessions, obviously, you know, are going to ramp up as the season gets going. Mm -hmm. We're going to start doing the uh, match day lives. We're going to get the uh, post-match podcasts. And uh, I'll still be rocking the daily news update videos. We're trying to plan out the prediction show. Yes. That's going to happen. Everybody start to get ready. We have to wait till we finalize roster. Right. 
we start seeing what that's going like and then we were going to have our prediction show that's always fun and then uh we can see uh some uh, bold calls where it goes and worst. everything all right so we, uh, if you look back at those those man. preseason prediction shows <laughs> Calling like a You're calling fun, like Ronaldo your top scorer when then he takes off. Uh, that was gold. Not my fault. Not my fault. That was Max's fault. But anyways. I know, but we all would have picked Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, obviously he's gonna be top goal scorer, and then he shipped out that really burnt that one. So then it all came up to uh, all the other <laughs> predictions to see who wins it. But yeah. Don't worry, we got a lot of fun stuff planned. Uh, we're gonna do a season uh, kind of build up show too and we got a special guest uh actually potentially a couple of them coming on for those ones all right and i'm looking to get uh mirko and even romeo back and potentially together to kind of that's later on to kind of wrap up a mercado thing so i got a lot of fun fun stuff coming up and uh some more fun stuff with uh the official fan clubs and i think my friend mateo Rubenato from Hollywood. We're going to be doing a late night live session Hollywood. tomorrow night. Just talking about uh, some of the U.S. tour and stuff that happened and some big news with the fan club. So thanks again, everybody. Enjoy your weeks. For those of us that have long weekends like myself, Anthony, whatnot, enjoy the end of your long weekends. And we'll talk to you real, so- real soon. I'll be back tomorrow. Daily update video and live late tomorrow night. Okay. Ciao tutti, enjoy, and as always, no matter what, fino alla fine, forza Juve. Ciao tutti. Yeah.